and the lemon flower is sweet, but the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flower is sweet, but the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. Hello and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're coming uh, in from what part of the country you might be. Uh, welcome to the Lemonade Legend podcast where we put the spotlight on amazing lemonade stories and the incredible authors behind them. Uh, we are uh, in the middle right now of doing the Lemonade, lemonade Dan Book 2 uh, series where we are interviewing uh, the various authors in that book. And today I'm excited to have Danny Warren join us um, as uh, one of the fabulous authors. So welcome. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. I'm excited to be with you today. Well, I'm really excited to have this. It's always so fun to connect in with everybody, um, especially since we do have so much Zoom style. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's, it's the next best thing, right? That right. To get to us, because the last time I saw you was when we had breakfast a while back, when we were all feeling a little brave about getting out in the world. <laughs> Yes, now I've been, since then, I've been back in the home for about three months now, you know, just hunkering down, so. Yeah, yeah, so we're all in that space. Um, so, uh, just share just a little bit about yourself and um, yeah, who you are and what you do and where you okay. live. Okay, um, leaving it wide open. Um, uh, again, I'm Danny Warren. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm a New York, uh, New Jersey transplant about 21 years ago. I came from the East Coast and moved out here. And um, I am an insurance agent. So I'm a multi-line agent. I uh, work with home, auto, renters, as well as life insurance and financial products. Um, and I also am a small business communications and sales coach. So you're busy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I have a lot of things going on at all times, but basically it's, it's, I look at myself as a problem solver. So I make um, probably fewer contacts than most of my fellow insurance agents, but I offer um, them more. I try and take care of the the whole family, the whole small business uh, from soup to nuts and just be a resource for my clients and spend more time with less clients. I think that's a great way to do it. Um, it's just, uh, it really allows you to see the multi levels going on within a family unit and uh, what their needs are uh, in, in, in everything. And, health life and and yeah all of that so uh, I had I, I spent a little bit of time in the insurance industry in the financial world and um, I found that I loved learning it and I didn't end up loving working it so much <laughs> but everybody has their thing where they excel and um, um, so that was just uh, it, it, but it was valuable 
part of my life learning experience because now I can apply so much of what I learned getting my licenses and everything to, to my daily life. But I would rather somebody else actually take care of the job. <laughs> well, that's, and it's so interesting that it's you that I'm speaking with about it today because that essentially is the reason I got into insurance are all the, um, all the challenges that I faced in my chapter in the, in the book that I uh, discussed. Um, a lot of uh, family illnesses and um, having to advocate for those family members and uh, become an expert in a very short amount of time on um, all their financial matters and uh, their doctor's bills and uh, what was covered and what was not. And um, after, after having gone through those experiences, I felt like I wanted to offer some of my experience with that to other families so uh, later in life. So I just got my insurance license about two years ago. Okay, well, you know, that's a great segue into the conversation about, you know, our stories. And, we, you know, we all have them. We all have experiences that um, at some point in, in our life um, that really shapes who we are and who we become. And so that's an interesting to, because I, I, I know pieces and parts of your stories and, and, and how it kind of, now I'm thinking how that really does fit in because, you know, you do want to take that experience and the negativity that maybe not having enough money for an illness or not having enough money to, you know, bury someone or, or these kinds of, of, of situations that happen in, in critical moments and, um, and, and want to make sure that they're covered. So that's kind of your why. Yes, exactly. And um, that's kind of one of the things that inspired me um, in creating this chapter uh, is during the pandemic, obviously we're on Zoom and uh, at home, I took a, a lot of opportunity to do some learning and uh, I took some online courses and really started developing uh, an idea of why, uh, what my motivations were uh, in, at home and in my work life and, and why I was um, leaning towards things like the insurance and, and what was motivating me. So in exploring all that, a lot of those old feelings came up and, um, you know, I really thought it was important for me to move on in my life to get that all down on paper and um, kind of dissect what I learned from all of those experiences. And uh, I'm much happier today having done that. Yeah, yeah, well, you, when we find our why and our purpose is when we reach um, our happiness, when we find that. And That's uh, it. yeah, it, it, it becomes so fulfilling. And, and I think it's, a, it, it's such an important job. You know, some people think, you know, oh, it's a boring topic. Oh, insurance. 
but it is because they don't understand it. And that's why I'm, I'm grateful I had the, the background of at least, you know, learning it and, and because um, it can get very complex. And most people don't want to take the time to look at what you're putting in front of them and saying, here are your options, you can go this way. And inevitably, most of them say, the cheapest. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming, maybe not, maybe that's not your experience, but sometimes we have to educate them where the cheapest is not always what's gonna protect you and, and your family um, down the road. So, you know, but it's hard to understand all the pieces and parts that go behind the coverage. Well, a lot of a lot of agents and a lot of folks. I mean, in my experience up till this point, uh, till I got into the business, was everything was uh, just kind of procedural. You get a new car, you call your agent, you have them add the car into the policy, and you're not really interested in what the protections are, what the risks are. Um, so I really don't talk about the price or the product until I've spent at least 30, 30 or 40 minutes just getting to know my clients and their families yeah. or their businesses. And um, I always ask the question, what keeps you up at night? Right? Some people worry they're going to run out of money in their retirement. Some people worry their kids are going to fall into the neighbor's pool and, uh, you know, have an accident. Some people worry about a terminal illness like cancer that runs in their family and maybe they have a family history of that. And that's something that kind of directs their thinking. And then I can prepare a solution for those issues or for those problems. And then it's less about the price and more about the, the need of the individual. And I think that's, um, that's why I'm happy doing it. I've, I've been in sales for a long time. I was a sales manager in the car business. And so I'm used to selling things the wrong way. And, um, you know, I choose not to do that right now. I've had about 30 plus years in sales and I don't, I don't focus on yeah. the money. I, uh, obviously we try and get, get it into the folks budget because what good is insurance if you're not able to pay for it? Um, yeah. But it's more of fulfilling the need and advocating for that family or that business owner um, and uh, making them feel whole, making them feel secure and complete in their decisions. Well, I think you, uh, to a certain extent, uh, have some similar experiences with your work that I do with mine, because um, it, it's about getting to know the people and the family. And when I when I'm working with authors, whether it's on the lemonade stand or publishing their book. You know, I'm like, I start feeling like a family. <laughs> well, you are. <laughs> you're learning so much about them. And I remember, you know, in my, in my short term of, of selling insurance, I remember some clients, I really to this day miss them, you know, because um, I did get very 
intertwined into their lives and, and what was going on in their families and whatnot. And um, so I suspect that, that we kind of mirror that just a little bit. Um, we just offered a different product, that's all. <laughs> that, that must be why I um, only have met you twice and I connected with you immediately. So as did our friend and fellow author Kathleen. So, um, you know, I, I feel your affinity for that as well. Yeah, um, which is so great. And uh, yeah, I know the first time we talked, you were just kind of like, yeah, I'm in. We don't even need to talk about it that much. <laughs> I'm in. I'm like, okay, let's go. Um, so uh, you're in Arizona. You experience a little cold weather right now, unusual for uh, the beautiful desert right now. Um, but uh, still, you're not shoveling uh, snow like you were back then. No, here. no. My, my friends in New Jersey and New York are are laughing at me right now because I'm complaining that it's 39 degrees here when they're, uh, you know, 18 inches deep right now in New York City, which never happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my daughter's in Chicago and she sent me a picture yesterday um, showing the first snow. <laughs> and if you know it's not the last, so be prepared for quite a few more. Um, but yeah. I don't do that weather. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about, without going into great detail, because we, we really want um, our, our readers to dig into your chapter and read it, but just give us some pieces and parts, if you will, of, of some of the things that, um, that you experienced and wrote about. Um, well, I start with, um, essentially the worst day of my life. And I won't really describe that because I hope, hopefully uh, will entice the readers to pick up the book and read it. Um, but uh, basically describes a bunch of items in my life converging all at one time uh, with regard to, I was going through a divorce, the housing crisis, lost my home, and uh, had sick family members all at the same time. And uh, I'm an only child, uh, you know, raised to be very independent, but also very protected by my family. And I was forced to step out of my comfort zone. And, um, you know, I've always been a bookworm my whole life and kind of interested in why things happen uh, rather than an action person that just bursts right on the scene and takes care of things. And because of all of these things converging in my life, I was kind of forced into a different reality and had to take on a lot of uh, tasks that were very daunting at the same time. Uh, and um, how I managed to get through that uh, the, the things that helped me along the way, I mean, I will uh, just share with you the, the biggest factor um, was humor. And uh, I learned to take myself a little bit less seriously and um, 
also worry a little bit less about other people's opinions of me and just do what I needed to do to get through each day. And, um, you know, it's about seven, seven years after kind of the story, that part of my story ended. And, and so I've had a little bit of time to reflect on the things that I learned and it's kind of shaped uh, who I am and what I've become. And also kind of directing me um, on the things that I don't want in my life today. Um, the, the antagonism or arguments or, um, you know, my life has just become a lot easier. Uh, and I think it's because I've stopped fighting everything. The world is still the same, but I'm fighting a lot less. <laughs> and you know what? That's something I don't think we realize. We, you know, we become our own worst enemies and, and we do fight ourselves. Um, and uh, there's a couple of things that I picked out in your chapter I want to talk about, but we're going to take a real quick break um, for a moment. So we will be right back. And we are back talking with Danny Warren and a little bit about her chapter and her story that she shares very bravely in the Lemonade Stand at Book Two. And as we were talking a few minutes ago, um, it came to me that one of the one of the things, a key takeaway I had when I was reading you know, your chapter was, um, correct me if I'm wrong, because I might not word this exactly right, that you, there was almost like a regret for your life, or a little remorse that your life was what it was, and then you really turned that that around to find the grace in it and, and to be grateful because it taught you to be a very strong and capable person. Yes. Yes. My whole perspective changed on myself, my life, um, how I view others, um, and my purpose on this, on this earth. Um, I think I was very, um, I, you know, as I mentioned, I was an only child and I spent a lot of years in New York City as a latchkey kid, a lot of time by myself. And then when you go out into the world, uh, you expect the same kind of uh, understanding from everyone out in the world, employers and everything else. And um, the world doesn't work that way. And so a lot of my life, I was feeling uh, like I had a struggle to find my place to fit in the world uh, or learn new skills in um, regarding empathy and compassion and um, allowing other people to be who they are without judgment. And because I was always so focused on myself through no fault of my own. And um, so a lot of the experiences I talk about in my chapter kind of removed all that from me, just took that mask, that veneer off. And now I feel um, free to be who I am. And I see a little bit better where I fit with the world. So yes, I definitely agree that that was 
that was there. I didn't really state it flat out as you did, but uh, I can see it now. Well, and maybe it's just that that's how it felt to me. I, you know, I, I, I'm not um, repeating it verbatim, but and I guess that 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 was what I took in. Um, but equally, you know, more powerfully is when you go from kind of this extreme over over to here, and and that's what it's all about: it turning the lemon into the lemonade and being happy about it because. There are so many people that I come across that, you know, they, they regret their life or they, um, I don't know, they're on the pity pot just a little bit without taking charge of what they can do to make their life better. And I'll be the first to say, I know there are a lot of people who have been dealt a, you know, a bad hand, you know, a chronic illness or, um, you know, losing your home, your job, all these kinds of things can happen. And it's amazing what people can do to overcome um, and live the best life that they can do, that they can live, which is really the whole purpose here and why we put the book together to inspire, um, because we can be in charge of it, our own destiny. Right. Right, and it, it, there's a freedom that comes along with it as well, because you're not trying to fit everything into a into a triangle-shaped box. <laughs> you know, that's awkward and nothing fits. It's it's your everything feels more comfortable and more free, uh, and maybe that's age, and maybe that's some of these experiences that I talk about in the chapter, so. Yeah, it, it is liberating to release um, a lot of those toxic feelings of, of judgment and forgiveness and, and um, many things that just weigh us down emotionally. Um, so I love it when I see it just, you know, I, in my head, I can visually almost see it just, you know, sort of evaporating off of people's shoulders. Um, and it's interesting, too, because I talk to a lot of people about writing their story. And one, one of the number one things I hear is um, that I might hurt somebody's feelings or not even so much that. It's more the judgment thing. And, you know, they might be judgmental over what I did or what happened to me or whatever and I just have to say are those the people that you want in your life if they are people who would be judgmental of your action um, and not having walked in your shoes um, then how important is that to you um, that, that they would be a judgmental and most of the time the response is no I really probably don't want them or need them in my life I need the people who are accepting and loving in my life. And those people will read your story and say, wow, what a strong and incredible person. It's funny, I talk about um, in my story, I only have one family member still alive and with us that, um, that I'm close to. And she's mentioned in the chapter and um, she moved here to Scottsdale 
last year from California. And so I'm lucky to have her here. Yeah. So uh, two weeks ago, I met her for breakfast and I brought her my little rough copy of my chapter and I gave it to her and I said, you know, it would mean a lot to me if you would read this. First of all, because as I, the further I get away in years from the actual events, um, the timeline could be mess, messed up and I'm not sure if things were really the way I remember them. Uh, so check it for accuracy, A, and B, I really want to know how you feel about it. And um, she read it and then sent me an email so that I wouldn't have to, because normally we FaceTime because she didn't want to start crying on the FaceTime, that she really um, appreciated and loved uh, the way that I told the story and um, how I came through it and that she noticed all those things about me. And I'm going to be 54 years old next week. And she's my aunt. And I've known her since I was a baby. And um, so um, she's watched me go through all the struggles and coming out the other side. So it really meant a lot to me that right. she, um, she was so proud of me. Oh. And she said it was well-written, which really excited me because this is my first uh, endeavor writing something. I always wanted to write something and uh, I always hoped I'd retire and write something. So this was my first effort there. So the fact that um, she complimented me on the style of writing made me happy as well. Well, we hope that uh, that won't be the last that we hear from you in a written form, um, that uh, you find other ways to go on and continue sharing um, because you are a, a, an amazing person. You have a such strength of character and, um, and I, I think you have a lot to, to share with the world. Oh, and, well, thank you so much. I hope to continue doing that. Well, we will. And in the meantime, we have a lot that's going to be going on. We've got uh, Lemonade Legend Magazine coming up in January, where we will be um, featuring all of the different um, authors so you can get to know them just a little bit better. Um, we um, are going to be doing a series of TV shows um, and that's going to be a fantastic time um, that we all will be getting together. Um, probably still wearing masks, but we'll take them off for, for, for the, you know, the filming. <laughs> Either that you, or we'll all get lemon, you know, lemon masks. <laughs> But nevertheless, we, we, we do have a lot of fun things coming up. And, and I have to say that this style of, of, of writing coming together in an, in, in an anthology is um, it's so, um, it's so fun to meet all the people that, that are involved. And most, we're still getting to know each other. I mean, we have a long way to go to really get to know each other um, well. But it starts with the story. It starts with having, um, you know, the Zoom calls and meetings, and then leading to um, up to all the excitement of the book launch. 
Um, so it, it's, a, it's a great journey, um, at least for me. I hope you're having as much fun as I'm having. Oh, I am. I love meeting all the girls and the one guy. And uh, <laughs> one, one brave man. I'm so happy. Yeah. Getting, uh, inspired by everybody. Everybody's really inspiring. It, it really, and you know, it's interesting because this book versus the first book, it really is different in stories, and I was surprised. I, you know, I thought I'd get a lot of the same people, you know, saying I've been through breast cancer, I've been through um, domestic violence, I've been through um, rape, and we had, and, and that happened, that happened all the time, everywhere. And so we had some of those stories that were in the first book. But it was amazing how this book has so many more and different topics and topics that were really relatable to, I think, most everyone. Because we all have issues. We all have things. We all have stories. But we all don't have the deep, dark drama that some people unfortunately have to experience. And I just felt like the stories in this book are so relatable to so many people um, and, and that um, will be able to reach out and really um, provide that hope and inspiration that, um, that we I'm excited. Yes, it, 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 yeah, you should be. We should be. We're we're now entering into the fun fun stage. You've gotten all the hard stuff down in the writing, and now we get to have the fun with it, and um, and get the book launched, which we um, are uh, targeting for February in 2021. And I think just the fact that we can be saying 2021 makes everybody breathe a little bit easier because yes. we're hoping it's going to be. Um, a fabulous year um, at, at the most and at the least a better year. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's my thoughts and that's, that's where I hope this goes. Um, is there anything else? You, would you like to share contact information or? or um, anybody can always um, contact me by email. My email is my name. So it's info at dannywarren.com. Uh, or check me out on Facebook or LinkedIn. It's Danny, D-A-N-I, uh, for those that need a, a spelling um, to accurately find me. Um, and I uh, will look forward to seeing all these other um, authors and their podcasts as well, because I can't wait to meet everybody and learn a little bit more about all of all of the authors. Well, it's, it's all about bonding as a community. And um, we are the Lemonade uh, Stand community on Facebook. And uh, so we invite anybody to join uh, the group. Uh, so it's not just about the authors, it's about anyone who is passionate about storytelling. Um, or want to learn more about how they too can um, write their stories. Um, because the Lemonade Legend uh, mission is to develop the largest storytelling distribution network in the world. Every time I say that, I go, wow, that's such a big thing. <laughs> 
but that's what I'm working on. And we have a lot of uh, different opportunities for people to share. So um, uh, I really invite everyone to, uh, who have a story and we all do, but those who are interested in sharing to please um, contact me. I am uh, Michelle Fowler. You find me on Michelle at LemonadeLegend.com. And uh, with that, we're going to say um, so long to the folks. Thank you. Thank you so much, Danny. Um, this was great. Had a lot of fun. And, Thank you, Michelle. Uh, yeah, we can't wait. Uh, we can have our next podcast coming up. I don't know. I'm having enough fun. I might have to just like double podcast people. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but if nothing else, you're going to be able to read about Danny in the magazine, and that comes out uh, the first part of January. So be looking for that. All right. So for now, I thank all my listeners, and uh, we will be seeing you back again with yet another author. Thank you. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flower is sweet, but the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flower is sweet, but the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat.